the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. It's currently 54 degrees here at Millburgers and Jerry. You finally get to be right on this. What's well, the sky look like? Uh I don't see a cloud in the sky. Oh, Jerry got the mic. There is. Oh, there. Is that yeah. I was celebrating the fact that uh, Milton repaired the mic, and he just he just shifted it over there for a while. Well, that that'll allow you to uh, mess with his mic like yeah, six, seven times. Yeah, it's up there. It's the. There you go. Okay. Can I hear yeah. my hog? Not a cloud in the sky. There you go. I can't even say how many. Are. No. Only one. I don't even... Do you really see one? <laughs> no, I said... No, before, well, yeah, there yeah, was one big cloud. A, one big one. If there is one, it's, oh, a, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I uh, didn't have to blow off the road when I came over here. No, yeah. I thought of you when I was driving home yesterday because it was like, you know, just chugging along down 1604 <laughs> and then all of a sudden... <laughs> it feels like you've been broadsided. <laughs> yeah. You know, not quite as bad, but it's like, like whoa. Well, even even when you know that, you also kind of go through your list of, you know, are all my tires have, yeah, uh, right. have air in them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the mental. And I got a deal from uh, Dennis, our weather watcher. Yeah, what would, oh, yeah he was uh, 55 uh, miles an hour. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, I saw that. That was in San Antonio at the and airport, or where? John, yeah. Okay. And then Johnson City Joe had to come up with 60 miles an hour. <laughs> th- They're so competitive. Yeah, I think he was in a hurricane or something. I think Dennis found 175 miles. Did you see that either? <laughs> <laughs> They're very competitive. Yeah, they after after the, one of them quotes a number, then the other one uh-huh. right there. Yeah. Now, that's Dennis's fault because he put Johnson City Joe on his email. Yeah. Now, he, 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 he knows how that, competitive he did that Joe to is. himself. He knows how competitive he is. <laughs> All right, 210 How did uh, Johnson City Joe get back? There, he was he was a regular um, communicator a few a few years back. Then there was a period when we didn't hear yeah, from him. Yeah, we thought he died. You know, he was ill, was he? No, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. You talking about he was sick of us, yeah, sick of us, sick of maybe. us, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to fix that. Do you have a dime? Is this a trick? 
No, no, no. No, no he would ask for more money. If yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Uh, okay, it's okay. I have a penny. I'm very happy with it. Uh, okay. Oh, Try one more time. Calvin, you start talking. He just does that to get me off the line. Well, but that'll be nice if he gets that. Because that can... There we go. About the time you're going to say something really important, yeah, your, just your microphone whoop. goes, whoop, it just yeah. loops down. There you go. Now you, I think okay. you're okay. I'll work on getting that fixed this week. All right. That's All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Pretty day. You can come on out and be a part of the show. Come visit with us and ask your gardening question in person. Well, let's see. I saw some more uh, fruit trees over there. And oh, that, good. Yeah. And that what what the uh, the beer hops, mm. uh, <laughs> hops plants are all over there too. Yeah, uh, when I when I went to make my uh, uh, listing of the specials, most of the specials have been on for a while, but they got uh, at the very end of the specials they had uh, or a listing of new product flower uh, flowers. For spring 2022, and uh, the, you can click on the on the on the on that uh, link to get a download of uh, see strong deciduous fruit trees, deciduous fruit trees, uh, spring figs, pecans, persimmons, and pomegranates. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think any of those uh, suffered any damage. Uh, well, some people got upset when their figs uh, froze down a little bit, but they only froze down from the tips. Are you talking to just this latest freeze? The uh, February. January? Oh, February last yeah. year. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Pecans but didn't bother. Wasn't bothered uh, at all. Persimmons weren't bothered at all. I don't know, sometimes, well, well but depending on the variety of pomegranate. Yeah, the pomegranates and uh, some of the persimmon plants were uh, defoliated a bit, too. Hey, um, this might be a good day if you have questions on things to use to cover stuff, too, because you want to hear the seven-day forecast? Oh, no. I, th I thought it was going to be like this for the rest of the spring. I wish. Yeah, let's Winter. see. Today. What? Sunny, high near 63. Okay. Low tonight, around 33. What? It's according to weather.gov. Um, well, it, on a, if it's clear and still like this. Yeah, it'll drop. Pretty the t uh, temperatures will drop in a hurry. So it might be a good day to, to do some of that covering. If it hadn't covered by now. Do you care about the highs during the day? No. Okay. Calvin, do you care what the high is going to be? No. Okay, so the low, <laughs> low tomorrow night is 41. Okay. The low Tuesday is 51. All right. Yeah. Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it's Thursday and Friday. The low is 50, is 40. Oh, oh, the winds are back a little bit. Oh, no. It's not Johnson City Joe windy, <laughs> but it's, it's still windy. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 40. North-northeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour with gusts as high as 25. Wow. Near Johnson City, expect uh, high winds coming from Joe's house. Some, oh, that's weird. What do you think that means? 
I don't know. It says a warm, hot wind. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, it does not, Joe. I'm sorry. Thursday, 20% chance of showers around noon. Uh, gusty still Thursday. And then a low um, around 32 for Thursday night. Low of th- 31 on Friday night. And it's the high on Saturday is only near near 52. We may be inside on Saturday. <laughs> Thank you, man. Is that all we, I mean, is there not a 27 or a 28? I, I got 20. So uh, Siri was telling me, you know, 27 and 28 for the week. But, no, that's all I got. This is weather.gov. I can check our local guys. Who are you going to believe, Siri? Siri or? <laughs> shh, shh, don't talk bad in front of Siri. She listens. <laughs> She gets upset. Huh? <laughs> she does get upset. She'll start ordering things from companies. Well, those almost freezing temperatures. Yeah, that's perfect uh, chilling weather. For, well, good for the peaches and All the right. hill country. And, well, see, you always and for in your in your in your lawn in your yard. Isn't don't you appreciate how Jerry always finds the silver lining <laughs> of things? <laughs> well, which Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Our Jerry? <laughs> Could be, yeah. I find the silver war linings and the gold linings and, and the, the black linings. And, and the and clouds <laughs> behind those silver linings. Goldie lining. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, okay, so these are good chilling hours. Oh, yeah, big time. I don't know, I, I don't know what the accumulation for this. Well, it started over, doesn't it? It's, well... Depends uh, on the plants. It depends on where they're yeah. situated. Cause that, that this has been a strange year. The, the, yeah. Those temperatures right on the edge of the freezing. Yeah, and if you're in one part of the yard, <laughs> it's a, really a solid freeze. Another part of the yard it looks like it's never had a freeze. Yeah. Does I know Dennis finds it? Is there a chilling hours no, thing posted well, online? Well, our we our contacts at the extension service. So. Yeah, used used to. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, Jim Thomas, up in Fredericksburg, I but think he keeps up for San Antonio lives. as well as or just for Fredericksburg. Just for the Fredericksburg. Well, no, we need San Antonio too. What? Well, you you uh, are going to convince the legislature to <laughs> to find a uh, position for. <laughs> determining uh <laughs> chill out appropriate appropriate uh backyard peach growing uh, <laughs> i'm just saying that people who have peaches may want to know how many chilling hours well are why we've relied we've relied on they can't do anything about it yeah it's true you can't really change it yes well, or no but we rely uh, we've relied on him and uh our a uh, guy from um <laughs> Dennis. De- no, no, not Dennis. Uh, <laughs> I, no, we rely on Dennis. <laughs> uh, no, on de- uh, chill hours. It's. Uh, I used to have a, uh, well, uh, I, I think uh, the county, the retired county agent over there, uh, Bill Schumann, used to oh, yeah, keep I mean, chill hours. Yeah, the, re- the And I had a, had a fellow up in, uh, uh, around Canyon Lake. Uh, I was thinking of our friend from uh, Hondo or Castroville, uh, uh, the... The only remaining uh, horticulturist in the oh Larry's dying. Yeah, Larry is pretty much o- always up on that. Yeah, but I think he just relies on Jim Combus. Well, that could be. Yeah, but he uh, also is a, <laughs> does does well in communicating that data. Oh yeah, but the I'm gonna look online. The uh, <laughs> the uh, 
the fellow that I used to t visit with all the time up around Canyon Lake, I hate to mention it, Milton, but uh, he was older when I used to visit with him. Mm. So is he not but, older anymore? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, he he had an apparatus set up uh, that would actually measure, uh, mechanically measure the chilling hours. He was, a, <laughs> I guess, a, a mechanical genius because he, <laughs> he put together the first machine that I ever saw that would uh, take care of it. Would record temperatures below 45 degrees. Oh, okay. And then and, and hours. That's pretty cool. Below 45 degrees. That's very cool. He lived right on the on the uh, banks of the Guadalupe River that goes through uh, up around Canyon Lake. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there's not many people keep up with it. And I, I imagine the airport reading would not be uh, accurate for northern parts of the Senate of uh, Bear County, and no. maybe even for the southern part of Bear County, because of the the airport is kind of insulated down there. All those buildings around it. There, I uh, suspect that some of the the orchard folks have a rough way of. Yeah. Compton. They use uh, they may use the da data from their uh, thermometers and then they adjust yeah. it somehow, or they u even use the data from the the airport. Yeah. And uh, adjust well, it. and I hate to say these words, but Jerry has a good point. Uh, that's that's uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that keep that on the recorder. So even if you know. The number of chilling hours. What do you do with the information? Because you can't. If you're growing peaches, you can't change anything, can you? Can you modify? The you have hope. Okay, so if if you if you have okay. a high chilling hour, you hope that you'll have a good crop. From someone who actually sold stuff, <laughs> does that help you as a commercial farmer to know the number of chilling hours or well yeah you in terms of your financing and okay. uh, how much you, <laughs> how hard you look to have, hire a full staff yeah. okay and when you get your people started see that makes sense okay yeah, equip, you know whether you need new equipment or you're going to wait for a new spray rig until t yeah. next year rather than this year <laughs> you know wow yeah it's, okay uh, so it's it is important, important to know yeah and so uh, for homeowners, it's just a curiosity. <laughs> as I as I remember it, I can't remember the name of the chemical, but they had a uh, chemical that you could spray those peach trees. I with thought you had talked to about that before. Bugs. Yeah, Dr. Lyon and I I worked with Dr. Lyon a little bit on that for uh, uh, the the peach grower yeah. and the pecan grower in uh, Seguin. Yeah. Okay. What, what what was his name? Dare I dare I ask? Milk Calvin, what the name of the chemical was? Oh, I can't remember that. that. You worked with Doctor Lyons. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the <laughs> Calvin. Chemical. 
Do you remember the name of the chemical? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> but I never. <laughs> Apparently, what he remembers is if I can blame it on Calvin, I don't have to remember it. That's what he remembers. That's your Somebody may but remember it out there. <laughs> I doubt it. In the audience. Yeah. If you remember, I, I, call it, us at 210 308 8867. It must not have been very super effective. Well, the problem is they didn't know when to uh, spray it. That's you know, right. you, if you sprayed it and it, it was a warm fall, warm fall, no very low chilling hours, and I think you had to spray it before they bloomed or before the buds broke the, to bloom. But uh, it, it, I think they proved that it worked, but the problem was when to apply it. That it, it would it would force buds that otherwise would stay dormant. That was in the for me that was in the nineteen eighties. See that he can't remember. Yeah, no, no I can't remember that. He but, he's uh, trying to get us to believe that he but, remembers the year, but he doesn't remember the chemical. I'm not <laughs> buying. <laughs> That may when that Look be strange. <laughs> he's remember, he's, well, he's really just remembering the decade, <laughs> <laughs> the century. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero. It was in the twentieth century. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So maybe maybe some. Uh, we could call Doctor Stein. All right. He you want to call him during the break? Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. And in then I like like I thought of it. Yeah. To Calvin. Okay. Yeah. Tell him that <laughs> tell him that he, you deal with old people here and we can remember. We'll take well, a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Frida, don't go anywhere. You're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty AM the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Before we get to Frida, 210-308-8867. I want to tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control real quick. These guys are terrific. If you've got things that are bugging you uh, into the new year, if you want a pest control company, you're not happy with the one you have and don't know where to turn, you can turn to Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. They've been doing it since 1976. Uh Somehow they got rid of all the roaches in Jerry's house. He's upset about it, but, you know, it is. Well, I told him to use the stuff, the real stuff in mind. Okay. Don't bring in that organic crap in here. Well, anyway, <laughs> Spider-Man carries both both of them. We'll talk to you about the uh, the differences between the two. I know uh, the difference between I know. You, the you, that's okay. The you hard want, ones work. You, you want, no. They, 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 yeah. they, they will do. <laughs> using real stuff. Okay. <laughs> and there and Spider-Man has has got some like some of the mosquito stuff and the repellent. He was one of the first people to come with us with the organic things that we uh, found with that that kept them away. So, you can uh, he'll talk to you about both of them, but that's the cool thing. Their techs will talk to you about both of them and what you can expect. Now, maybe you don't want your home to glow and be seen from space like Jerry's. But they don't talk to me about he, both of Jerry them. Jerry uses, like, double 
batch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even come in this house talking about the I know. stuff. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or GoSpiderManPest.com. And look All how right. healthy I am now. I know. You're, you're the picture of health. <laughs> and you're what, 32? <laughs> All I know is everybody else on this, uh, this forum has hair. Oh, dear. Has what? Hair. Oh. Okay, then. Hmm, that's interesting. Hair is just an inconvenience. I see. I uh, see. He's, he's doing a silver lining show. <laughs> Frida is on the line. Oh, she's got a tropical hibiscus question. I'm scared. If she I, didn't take it in, Frida. Frida. Get your pictures out. What's going on, Frida? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Okay, thanks. I Yeah, I did bring my hibiscus in. That Good for you. I have five of them. And I have them in front of a wind, um, well, my sliding glass doors. Okay. And they, they're still, they're losing all leaves, but they're still putting out buds and flowers sometimes. Should I be uh, feeding them? Not really. Uh, but they, they you've, you've decreased the amount of light they get, so the plant reacts to that by losing some of its leaves. But it doesn't die. It keeps, keeps uh a major, uh, especially of the new leaves, it's uh, you keep them till till the spring, coming spring. But yeah, when the weather when the weather's nice enough, you should take it back outside. Oh yeah, I will as soon as I can. But I, they're too heavy and big to bring in yeah. and out, so I have to get somebody to help me bring them they, in. Well, but I don't. You don't have to do that if they're if they're <laughs> protected from the cold weather. They can sit there and they're getting a little light. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, as, they get good light. As long as the the leaf drop has stabilized, that's, you don't move them back out. Yeah, don't need a, to move them back. Because you know we we've all we always give that uh, advice on the uh, in the winter time on Boogie indoor beef? plants. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and indoor plants that uh, yeah. the whole the whole uh, situation changes and the growth. There's not much growth rate, so you just want to yeah. maintain them. Yeah, ready, well, ready for thought, action in the spring. But when they were putting out flowers, I thought, oh, my gosh, maybe they still need <laughs> fertilizer. I don't know. No. So, uh, well, you can. It won't hurt them. Okay. You just don't want to stimulate a lot of new yeah. growth. What do you no. fertilize them with during the spring? Uh, miracle Grow? Um, no, I bought something. I forget what it is. for. It's for blo- flowers that bloom. Blooming uh-huh. flowers, but it right. wasn't Miracle-Gro. But okay, okay. I use a lot of different stuff oh. that I have. So yeah, and they bloom but, for you good this summer and spring, huh? Well, yeah, they do. Uh, they do. But I once I didn't put much fertilizer on, and I noticed I didn't have many blooms. So I, I guess I wasn't giving them enough. Yeah. Well, uh, also you uh, be sure to keep them in the morning sun and afternoon shade. What, okay. tropical? You're e- yeah. Or even full sun? I don't well, I don't have any problem with full sun. <laughs> I imagine she's got to have a tr- full sun trouble uh, uh, keeping them on the porch or something. Well, they but, are on the, on the front patio, but it does get a lot of sun, or they did get a lot of sun, but they seem good. to take Great. it okay. That's good. They can take a lot of sun. Then, uh, some, some of the tropical uh, uh, hibiscus, a lot of them are, have a different blooming. Uh, yeah. Characteristics. Some bloom like mad constantly, oh, yeah. and others yeah. are 
come and go. They're like all of us. The, yeah, those, uh, some of the some of the colors. Now, one thing uh, you said you couldn't move them in and out, but I guarantee you, if you'd have moved them out yesterday, uh, put them on your patio yesterday, uh-huh. the, they'd have, they'd have gotten rid of all those falling leaves. Yeah. Probably in your neighbor's yard or something. Yeah, no, I'm sure they the would have with that yeah. wind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. you're in good shape. Don't don't worry. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay. Thanks, thanks Frida. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Yeah, I'm enjoying my uh, fire spike in the house <laughs> by a window. <laughs> and it's still yeah, blo- blooming. It's still blooming, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And it's pretty red. Yeah, it's cool. Do you, you have any hummingbirds in your house? No, we got to get some hummingbirds. Uh, they get those Sears. I asked Calvin where I could get some yesterday. He said he wouldn't tell me. So. Well, now the, the minute you ask me, I can't find the one that I've been <laughs> oh, that seeing every day. Yeah. Well, Trace, what's going on here? We got Trace on the porch. So if you want to call us right now, you got a bunch of folks that can answer questions at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You are. Are you recommending people cover stuff? <laughs> well, uh, it really just depends on which weatherman they trust. Okay. So we ha- halfway uncovered, and then we'll make some decision later on this evening. Yeah, they're saying low tonight, 33. At least the government website says well, that. When they say 33, that means I could easily be 27 or 28. So. Oh, mm-hmm. ooh. oh yeah, because location of the nursery, yeah. And by the creek. There's a creek down there. Yeah, that's true. You've got that as well. But what else is going on? Um, uh, we're getting in trees right and left. Yeah, Calvin was talking so, about uh, that. Some pretty good selection of shade trees in now. Uh, if I remember correctly, I get uh, some more fruit trees this week. Good. And I'm pretty sure I get my red buds this week. And we're experimenting with bringing in crepe myrtles early as, as sticks. Um, and we'll have a... If that happens, we'll have a great selection of crepe myrtles in, too. Yeah, and if they use the, uh, the little write-ups that we have, of course, we've got some new crepe myrtles, I imagine. <clears throat> but uh, there's quite a few of crepe myrtles listed that are will tell you the ultimate height of the thing. And what? I've got to get a muffler. Yeah, at least, yeah, and at least the color, the color of the flowers yeah. and the height and... And of course, uh, our, what is our situation on? Um, do they want? They want? Do they have to do some kind of uh, investigation too to make sure they get some that the are disease resistant? And or is that all? Is that a past? Most of them nowadays have some disease resistance in, but I mean, we still sell more of like the Whitcomb series and the old-fashioned uh, uh, Natchez and Tuscarora that uh-huh. we do. And any of the other crepe myrtles combined. Yeah, your staff is uh, emphasizes those that are uh, disease resistant too. We do within reason. First, we try to get the height that they want. Yeah. Then the color that they want, <laughs> and then within that, if there's a disease resistant one, then we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah good nothing, way to do it. nothing worse than getting a crepe myrtle that you want to be uh, six feet tall and gets to be. Yeah. 14 feet tall. Of course, it'll keep you busy. Lots of exercise. And, so. Trace, do you remember why, uh, long ago when you were a mere child, uh, that they only sold crepe myrtles 
when they were blooming. Well, that's the time that they do sell the most, yes. Well, but they would never dare sell one like you're talking about selling. Because there were a lot of times people people would want a, a row of pink trademarks. Maybe bash and party. And uh, they would buy crepe myrtles that weren't blooming, and lo and behold, they had a mix of colors. You it, remember that? Was, that would have been pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not not for the guy that wanted all pinks. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember <laughs> some things like that. Uh, there you go. Okay. Off the air, I'll tell you why that happened. I'm assuming it happened to him. <laughs> oh, maybe so. <laughs> no, I just dealt okay. with the problem sometimes. But the uh, uh, nowadays, uh, they seem to be more conscientious. Uh, the nurserymen seem to be more conscientious about uh, proper lab- labor. Oh, okay. And, All right. Uh, that got took away with that. I think the the fu- the ev- the uh, onset of the uh, hybrids and all these new crepe myrtles types uh, did away with a lot of that problem. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. A couple of things to mention, and Trace, jump in if you'd like to. <laughs> We've talked about the fruit trees. David Rodriguez will be here uh, Saturday the 29th from 10 to 3 for a free uh, presentation. No uh, reservations required. So even if you have reservations about David. Be, feel free to come. I, I've had some reservations. I know, but you'll be here. Something oh, else okay. happening that day? Yes, there is. There's a blood drive happening that day. <laughs> All right. Nice so I don't know about everybody else, but I keep hearing on the radio that we're in a blood shortage. Yeah. Yeah, we and a real gonna, blood shortage. They're going to have to start uh, canceling elective surgeries. Mm. Uh, so, uh, anyway, we always do it, but yeah. it's a, super important that you participate. And if you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll see information on it. And then I'm going to do it right now so you can say to make an appointment, click here. And then um, then you can find the, the Millburger site and find out when it is. So would you pick the start date of the, the 29th? And then uh, I'll do the end date of the same. And then I've got, let's see if it takes me to uh, mobile drives. Yes. Okay, so let's see, let's update the map, and anyway, it'll take you to the, the Millburgers one. And yeah, you have a nice thank you gift for the folks that, that donate. I'm sure we're going to do something. Okay, <laughs> and then of course the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center is uh, gets really aggressive in how they they always give something too. Yes, they do. So yeah, they have nice thank you gifts as well. Um, Church's chicken. Uh, they would get him to go to Kane. They probably did that once. Yeah. And he just, that's the only one he ever remembers. <laughs> yeah, he remembers, was it, no, it was, you remembered the Bill Millers, didn't you? Yeah, right. Yeah. They did Bill Miller and they did churches. Yeah. But Jerry I wonder if Jerry his doc, I think I thought your doctor said you couldn't eat those fried foods anymore. Yeah, he got another doctor. <laughs> no, he, he went to four doctors before he found the one that said, that's okay. The doctor okay. That told me that died, Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From eating chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It uh, was catered by uh, churches and uh, canes. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And we encourage you to make that reservation because, one, it does two things. It tells them how many vehicles to bring so it runs smoother here. But, two, it makes it smoother for you as well. 
so you get uh, in and out quicker. And, um, yeah, it'll be a big asset now. For I didn't know about the elective surgeries. I knew that they're, oh, yeah, they're this, in short. Wow. This was, uh, there was uh, I saw that same article that Trace was talking about. And this, this is a, the worst shortage they've had in a number of years. I heard ever. Mm. Yeah. I, it's, all, it's always in short supply, even though we all have it in us. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's worse now. <laughs> so I got, I bet the pandemic helped. No, no, uh-huh. nobody wanted to get out. That's another reason to set up this stuff, and then you limit how many people you're around. Yeah, but people couldn't come in from South Africa. So if they had yeah. had sex in yeah. South Africa, and you you know you've only been pointing this out now for the past <laughs> twenty years. You, it's probably okay to to move on. They they're okay. They've got fine. Pick another country. No, uh, Honduras. No, no. Let's not. Let's, <laughs> we don't want our listeners in Honduras getting upset with you. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's see what the temperature is now. It's not too bad without the wind. It feels 50-ish. Yeah. It was 54. It's 59 now. Uh, ish got you covered. Yeah, the ish has got you covered. You're, you're you okay. <laughs> and let's see. The neat thing about it is whether you got it covered, uh, the sun, uh, it's open to the west. Yeah, well, we did it just in case the wind were to kick up again. Oh, okay. It's much less likely to come off this way. Yeah. And uh, so it's half there. covered, half not. Yeah. So you get the sun, you still yeah. wind protection. Absolutely. And it only takes us about two minutes to put it back down instead of 20 minutes to put one on each table when it's windy. Yeah. Did you notice yesterday that early in the morning the wind was coming from the south? And then by the time we got to the radio show, it was yeah, it was in the north again. Uh, oh, that that yeah, makes Jerry's, it difficult. Jerry's complaining because it keeps pushing his truck off the road. No, come on, <laughs> need a bigger, heavier truck. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I imagine y'all were fighting the wind yesterday. It was a. It was an f- interesting day. I bet. All right, uh, let's see what else we can talk about too. Uh, you well, mentioned the got- fruit trees are coming in. Yeah. Oh, Jerry was pointing out, too, if they go to the website, there's a downloadable uh, guide. Yeah, right here. At the so, very end. So we're working on it. It's a work in progress. Okay. Oh, not okay. everything is there. Okay. But, you know, we always print hundreds and hundreds of little flyers to hand people to tell mm-hmm. them about individual things. Yeah. And so we're experimenting with QR codes. Good. Good. And uh, so the, the signs, like if we run out of the little flyers, there's going to be a QR code. Uh, on the sign holder that they yeah, can, do they it scan and they can it. pull it up. So we're 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 becoming technologically uh, caught up with the other people, just on the slower side. There That's okay. Go. That's good. For yeah. those folks, uh, you were mentioning the crepe myrtles and the and the sizes and the new varieties that are available. Where where is the best place to get uh, information and most up to date information? I know we used to have it. Yeah, there's there's so many varieties now. I'm not sure there's any one list that's. Yeah. And Jerry's list is probably pretty good, but well, um, it's old. But it changes every year. Uh-huh. And then after last year, certain varieties didn't fare well <laughs> uh, at some of the growing operations. So, uh, so uh, the ones that did better are the ones that we're gonna have more of. Yeah. So they so the might be a good strategy might be to rely on mill to have. Uh, 
all the sizes available and all the uh, flower colors and uh, as many as that are are available. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you guys, uh, you're talking about Kramer? Yes. Um, but that let's just remind everybody, but that really makes it a uh, much easier on your landscape if you've got the crepe myrtles no oh, yeah that uh, fit the the location where they're planted mm-hmm. that's what well, so the ones that we're talking about now are the ones coming in uh, like three or five gallon cans those big ones won't be in until the first part of next month yeah but, but these these other ones will be coming in pretty these, quick. this will be a lot of the the fancy varieties and the the dwarfs uh, all kinds of different sizes of dwarfs <laughs> and standards <laughs> the uh I noticed in past years, uh, you've had one called Sarah's Favorite. Sarah's Favorite. Okay. And and it's uh, it's a white, I think. But uh, I, I'd be interested to see. I bet it didn't freeze back because hmm. we, we've had it in uh, Tennessee for years. It's a it's big thing, but it's never frozen back. Hmm. Whereas. Uh, its sister line, Natchez, has frozen back. Is it as large as Natchez? Huh? Is Sarah's? Uh, yeah, it's white. But is it is it, is it, it large as large yes, as Natchez? Yeah, they're both like I say, sister lines, and uh, uh, they're both white, and they get ex- twenty twenty five yeah. feet tall. Yeah, Natchez is huge. <laughs> But uh, I, 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 we've been watching that one in Tennessee, and Dr. McFadden uh, always watched it. And He's still watching it. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But uh, anyway, I, I see he got, got uh, Victoria Red Grape listed. And uh, I, I looked at them in the back there, and uh, I've got plenty of them left. We do. Uh, we also got in our hops, yeah, and yeah. kiwi and gooseberry. Ooh. Now, wh- where do you get those from? Uh, California, but they're the right varieties for here. No, yes, they are. Kiwis, they're, gooseberry. They're, they're hardy, hard. Yeah. Has anybody ever brought you any gooseberry fruit in? We've had gooseberries growing here before. Yeah. Did they fruit? Yeah. They even came in with fruit one year. Oh well, yeah, they were they we had, were we grown. Had, we, had fr- we had fruit on. The, we're talking the about year. growing them in the wild in the, in your garden. No way. If you can grow a blueberry here, no. You can grow a gooseberry <laughs> here. Gooseberry. I want to grow kiwis. That sounds. I figured you for a hops guy. Oh. Are <laughs> you skipping that? I'm skipping that. That's yeah, that, that's Dave. Heartbreaking. Did you get it? Oh, I'm hop skipping it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just check. Nice. It. No, that was good. I didn't quite get it, and then it took me a second. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We have to take a break, and while we do, you give us a call. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Al back at the station doing birthdays. Give him a call and uh, tell us, uh, tell, say, Al, here, I want to talk about blank. And he'll put you right through. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We talk about blank a lot on this. We do. So we're if you want to. <laughs> Find out if you should cover your blank. We can help you. <laughs> there you go. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, see if see. it's turning to 68. Did, I, did, I, did, I, did we mention on air what uh, Dr. Stein said was the name of that uh, product that I was trying to think well, of? You did not yet. Okay. Dormanet, Dorm, Dormax. D-O-R-M-A-X. Yeah. Uh that's the one that they experimented with and the one that eventually made the market because I, I, some of the people in Fredericksburg uh, used it. And it, it seemed to work sometimes. I forget the setback of it. Uh, by the time you would use it, <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty well what's happened to all the hormones that we try to crick, uh, uh, speed up the process of a plant. Like we sprayed with tom- uh, tomatoes when they were uh, just beginning to, to turn a uh, green wrap stage or just beginning to show some color with uh, that to make them uh, to make them green up or to make them red have be red faster uh, so we could put them on the market and uh, just as soon as we and it would kill the plant. I mean, damaged the plant badly. And so by the time we would apply it, we'd hit a spell of warm weather. Oh. And the plant would grow back. I mean, it would, the way you'd killed it, would grow back and have more fruit. So it was a mess. But anyway. <laughs> There's a, the, the product uh, Bud Pro claims that they can substitute up to 300 hours of chilling. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, but can you imagine? Just like Jerry said, the the complexities of taking <laughs> advantage of that. And you'd have to be, uh, I can see you sitting at the computer watching the <laughs> t- temperatures. And, and in every variety of peaches is a little different on their, their requirements of... Uh, of uh, cold and chill and mm-hmm. gosh yeah that's a complex and wh- why would it be a, a disadvantage to use uh your, your the one you mentioned to spray the peaches and, and give them an additional 300 hours of uh chilling if the weather turns around and they get, you give get thousand hours of chilling naturally why would that be a problem well, then you, uh, you mean it will mess up your t- your timing and your market and everything, and, and they bloom faster. Yeah, and, and it's tough on your plants. Sure. <laughs> well, the bl- plants would bloom faster, thinking that they'd gotten their sufficient chilling, and uh, then they're susceptible to late freezes. Yeah, they late frost. They, they say here. Uh, <coughs> Excessive spraying and timing error can easily damage the buds. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, uh, growers don't have it easy, you know. I always no, that's become very I clear. I always tell people <laughs> when they fuss about the uh, expensive peaches in the hill country, I said, 
do you realize that they haven't had a crop in three years up there? And uh, the, all that goes into producing a successful peach crop, uh, to size them, you have to thin them, and uh, on and on and on, and protect them. Yeah, it became uh, very clear very quickly as someone who didn't uh, necessarily know what went into oh, getting yeah. that peach to H-E-B that <laughs> it was like, okay, too much rain, not enough rain. Uh. Or are we just, the rain seems to be just right, and then suddenly you get hail. And it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> or, too, or too much rain and the yeah. fruit rot. Yeah. Well, and you can also add to the list in terms of the market. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're, yeah, if you're contemplating putting in a peach orchard and you confer with the people that, that uh, Go buy, the, buy the peaches, they say, oh, don't worry, we'll buy everything yeah, you produce. Everything and, you got. And then, then, of course, when you get there, well, if it was last week, uh, <laughs> we could have bought it all. Or Jeez. So it's, yeah, you're, it's, it's, it's yeah. tough. Uh, and Larry also said that, uh, Dr. Stein also said that uh, they've got some of the lowest chilling hours lowest chilling hours that they've they've ever had here going into january they had yeah we're running out of time 500 to a thousand chilling out so, so i wonder you i don't think he said they have what <laughs> 500 to a thousand chilling hours we have that now or that's normally what coming we coming into january they usually we usually have 1500 to two oh Oh, and uh, so in that case, wanting to plant a low chilling mm. uh, peach tree, what would you use, Calvin? Well, <laughs> which you, you use something like Florida King, yeah, but Florida then, King. then a then a then then you uh, of course are facing um, foreign production. Oh. Which might be Flor- as wonderful as Florida King is. There, uh, some of the comp- competing peaches are, uh, are more competitive and and uh, uh, sell easier. So it's but we're talking backyard gardeners. Yeah. Well, you, you can't Nurseries. just. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were talking about uh, peach marketing. No, you know? no, no. Yes, we were. You, <laughs> he just switches the yeah. discussion to whatever he happens to be. But anyway, so, so four backyard peach growers <laughs> for the the homeowner, Florida Kings. Harvard. I thought we were talking about the. No, no, we're we're just we're going to switch we're officially switch. <laughs> so yeah, you've you've covered it for the, the growers, but for people who just want peaches and don't want to worry about yeah. chilling hours, Florida King. Oh, that's my favorite. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. But anyway, uh, I imagine there's some other, I don't know what peach varieties he has back there, but when he gets a list in, we'll have to look at them. Because well, he certainly got Jungold. I had, saw Jungold. A&M had some yeah. new peaches that they got last year. La Valenciana and Jungold. Yeah. And uh, who was that, that we were talking to that said La Feliciana was their favorite peach? Well, it was one of our listeners. Huh? One of our listeners. I don't remember which one, but I think it was okay. But anyway, uh, the 
The neat thing about uh, Florida Keys. I thought it was t- Trace. Uh, was oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was yeah. Trace. We'll ask him when he comes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, La Feliciana is a famous. Yeah, because we said it was from Louisiana. And you, of course, uh, you, every, uh, you can, uh, I sound like a, a horticulturist or, a, I mean, a farmer, because even La Feliciana, as nice as it is, you gotta you gotta support it for another month. Oh yeah! In the San Antonio summer, yeah. you're gonna have a freeze. Yeah, he's big time in February. Uh, but uh, but if it uh, any time that you've got ni- one of the nice things about Florida King is you, you're harvested by by before June one. Yeah, right. So you don't have to deal with the heat. You don't have to deal with the insects as long as you have to deal. Or the diseases. Yeah. So the faster you can get a crop, the uh, the easier it is to get too. But but then of course the longer you can leave the peaches on the on the tree, usually the quality is much better. Yeah. And you can take take plenty of time to thin them, right? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Are you gonna put that in your column this year? Again? It's kind of like a dormitory thing. <laughs> Yeah, we tell people to knock them off, but satsumas and everything else, they won't do. No, <laughs> and I don't. I don't think there is a self-thinning peach that I've ever heard of. Uh, what you want is something that'll have a, an adequate crop of peaches, but not overload the tree. Same way with apples. I know Dr. Lois Reeve used to always brag about and show his picture of a dwarf apple and the tree the quote unquote tree was on a dwarfing rootstock and they'd only got about uh, uh, four four to five feet tall and might have 50 to 60 apples on it and he would take that picture to demonstrate how great how well apples do in this area I would say, Lloyd, Dr. Shreve, <laughs> they're all going to be too small to sell. Oh, because? Oh, with that, a lot, that many fruit on they won't a get little bit of tree? Yeah. It's bad for the tree, and it's bad for the fruit. And were you right? Huh? Were oh, you? Hell yeah, I was right, but he would never admit it. Oh, he didn't thank you for? No. Okay. He's passed now. I can talk about it. Oh, <sighs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Don't forget to find out more about the blood drive. Go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and you can learn all about the blood drive that's coming up here at Millburgers on the 29th, and you can learn about David Rodriguez's absolutely free adult seminar on uh, fruit trees uh, from 10 to 11.30 here at Millburgers. Okay, we're going to take a break and come back. 210-308-8867 is our number. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is Nancy. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call. Hey, we have not heard from Joe yet today. Should we worry about Johnson City Joe, or you think he's okay? Oh, I think he's fine. Okay, he's, good. Yeah, he's probably... Uh, doing some more research or okay. working in his garden. Hope he didn't blow away with those. What did, what did he say? Hundred mile an hour winds in yeah. Johnson City. Well, something con- like that. Of course, he's got colder temperatures than we had too. He's probably yeah. He's pro- probably still has that crossing between above freezing and below freezing, but uh, just more of the below freezing than we have. Gosh, yeah. it, the sun, yeah, that sun does feel good now, doesn't it? I uh, wish I could feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, usually, right. you usually have your heater back there, Mel. I should have turned that. I should have plugged that puppy in, kind of taking a chill off the porch a little bit. Huh? Maybe I will as soon as Jerry gets back. All right, 210-308-8867. So anything that you uh, uh, think, okay, you know, people really should with the temperatures coming up, make sure you're covering blank or... Well, we we haven't gotten a lot of reports on the uh, cyclamen. cyclamen, yeah. But if your if your cyclamen are uh, uh, blooming and uh, uh, still blooming, looking good, I I think I would go ahead and uh, just cover them with a fabric during these kind of uncertain hour hours of uh, freezing temperatures. We generally say, you know, if it's going to be low, below 30 degrees, you should cover them because those those flower okay, bud yeah. those flower buds are susceptible. Um, and so, so if you've if you've done the measuring and you've got the cloth ready, may as well just put put it out. Especially since the wind is uh, not a factor right now, so that you know that that covering would just yeah. uh, protect those protect those blooms. And it won't be hard to do. I, Without I, the wind, yeah, and I think th- I think our uh, primrose uh, yeah, should be okay. That, uh, but uh, if it's convenient, you know, you could put the uh, the fabric over the top of top of that too. But they're 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 a little uh, seem to be a little more uh, cold tolerant than so the cyclamen. The Weather Channel has a little bit. More uh, cold predicted than the government channel. Weather.com, instead of weather.gov, is predicting a low of 29 on Thursday, 28 on Friday, 32 on Saturday, 33 on Sunday. What? Yeah, it's weather.com. What's the the difference? Where are they located? One's a government one. I think one, I don't know. What are you saying? The government's always wrong? I don't know. No. (laughs) I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know where they get the different things. So <laughs> we could check uh, with uh, a local forecast too. Where's Steve Brown when we need him? <laughs> He's out there. What? Well, this uh, the weather people. Too. This this year has been kind of erratic, and uh, it seems yeah. like there's a lot of variation just over short short distances. We were talking about the uh, weather. Uh, official weather uh, as uh, noted at the airport and then uh, the variation from it just a few miles away and of course into the hill country really is is quite different oh, so, yeah. so 
I think this is the this is uh, the year to be conservative. <laughs> if you got anything left <laughs> that is um, participating in the weather, the one thing is uh, your don't uh, on your Snapdragons and your stocks. Uh, don't don't get too impatient with them. They they usually will look bad right now. They've got hit by that cold, but uh, we see that almost every single year on Snapdragons, especially. And then they have this little pause, and then they they they'll perk up. The foliage will recover, and then they'll be they'll have that wonderful bloom period in the spring. Now that. You can't always tolerate that, I guess, if you got it at a commercial planting, mm. or and it depends on what how bad the the planting got hit, whether you have to redo it. But they're at the at the house. <laughs> you can usually put up put up with a, a few weeks of uh, time when the plant is recovering uh, from the the cold damage. Your petunias too. Oh yeah, they look terrible. Yeah. And they're going to get worse looking than they are now. And it's in my yard, you know, with that slope and a relatively big lot. Yeah. Depends on which part of the yard you look on, <laughs> what the Did you want to ask it on the, air? the petunias look like. Here, actually, what we'll do is I'm going to put this right by. You can just start. Oh, you messed me up. You can just start talking in there. Okay. What you got? You're on the air. How can we help Great. you? Uh, I have two types of salvia. I have the um, indigo spires, and I also have. Amadeus, and of course they're already starting to throw shoots up, and mm-hmm. I haven't even yeah. cut back everything from from yeah. the year before. So, my question is, with the rolling up and down temperatures, what's a good time at which I should just trim everything? I usually trim it down to about 18 inches. I'm just looking for a a good milepost as to when to do that. Uh, uh, you can <clears throat> uh, my, there are certain plants. Uh, you mentioned salvias. Uh, that uh, another one. Let's see what is that I used to grow, but uh, I I, would, I cut them all the way to the ground. Now, lawn more close. You would have already done it. Uh, yes, I could have already done it. Mm-hmm. But if knowing that those sprouts will come out, uh, you can see the sprouts come out. Oh they, yeah, they're going to come out. Oh yeah, if you cut it or if you don't cut it. Those sprouts are gonna come, so it it doesn't matter if you uh, you know go ahead and cut it to make it look nicer. Uh, I cut cut mine back uh, so I can interplant some uh, colorful uh, like pansies or or whatever in between them sure. to pretty up the bed. Winter flowers. Now, I yeah. also have a lot of other things there, like lantana and a, a number of other. Okay. And I'm assuming that you would. this would be fine, yeah. fine to cut them all back. Yeah. All right. We just cut them, cut them, cut them to the ground. Okay. The, the, the plants that you're talking about, are not, you're not going to kill them, but not knock them to the ground. Now, and in fact, with a salvia, on some of the salvias, uh, they, it makes them prettier year after year if you just let them top growth even if it lives uh it becomes unsightly so it's best to cut them all down to the ground of course i don't agree with that <laughs> I oh d- for I the birds yeah. yeah i i don't think there's an advantage I, well it is neater i'll take that but it is neater but if you're if you're trying to 
contribute to habitat for the winter birds and especially those brown american sparrows and thrashers and those kind that are close then we are that is a factor for us yeah then you let them then you go another month and because you just give them cover there'll, there'll be more insects in that area uh, so, or or you compromise. You know, you're out front. Out, you know, out, out front. You maybe take that that bed down, whereas the ones that are a little off off of the uh, sight lines, you leave them a little longer. I I think what we'll end up doing is, if we can wait a little bit longer, we'll probably oh, wait yeah. a little bit yeah. longer, only because what I can do. I mean, it's a lot, and so I would bring somebody in for the day. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, yeah, because it's more than what I can. Are yours? I saw a, a bed of the of salvias. It looked like Indian spire, India, the indigo spires, that was already. Oh yeah. Three inches tall. Yeah. Some taller. Yeah. <laughs> and if you if you do wait to later, yes. which is fine, uh, you're gonna end up cutting the tops off some of those sprouts yes. when you cut them down. Yes. But don't worry. That that's that's really good too for them, because when you they they send up a long shoot first, yeah. a sprout I guess it would be, and uh, when you cut that you need to top that anyway to make it branch out. So it's actually cutting that green when you cut the old stuff by uh, is is a good idea. And if you cut it now, if you cut them back now, uh, it'll sprout up. And you should, again, when they get about uh, 8 or 10 inches tall, cut the top so it'll branch. Now, that is also really good for uh, English sparrows. Kevin neglected to say he talks about this American sparrow, which is basically an English sparrow that is transposed to America. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. 210 I'm sure that was an oversight Thanks. on his part. 8867. Trip is on the line. Got a tomato question for us. Hi, Trip. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing good. It's been about a year or two, but I got a question because the tomatoes that I had been getting are been pretty good. The second round wasn't so good. Had a lot of bugs on them and those little stink bugs and stuff. But I usually put in about President's Day, but the way the weather is, I'm not. I'm going to wait a little bit. But what type of fertilizer do I need to put? I have two raised beds that are six by tens. Six by tens for mm-hmm. tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. Yeah. I. I just use uh, slow-release lawn fertilizer, yeah. 19.59. It's, uh, it's easy to use. It's inexpensive um, and seems to be real effective. It lasts for three months. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's, it's Okay, and I just need to do it once or do it again? No, I think Jerry and I, well, I, I do it to prepare. I, I talk about preparing the soil for those mm-hmm. new tomatoes, so you do it any time. Uh-huh. And then okay. I would uh, I would uh, give it a, a side dressing probably twice during the season, at most okay. at, at least once again, but twi- twice you're probably 
uh, in good shape. Let's see, what do we got? We have uh, March, April, May, June. Yeah, t t twice. You know, don't overdo it. Right. Right. Because I didn't plan any slow yeah. race. Oh, and with tomatoes, yeah. they'll yeah. they'll yeah. they'll effectively use whatever you give them. Right. Yeah, I didn't put any plant any legumes or anything in there to put nitrogen back in, so that's why I was wondering. Legumes do not put nitrogen in the soil unless you shred the the legume plant and work it back into the soil. Okay, okay, that I know now. Okay. So. Well, hopefully I'll get the good tomato and I can bring it by for y'all's big tomato thing. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. What did you? Uh, what tomatoes did you try that uh, had problems this fall? I didn't have, I didn't have any problems until the you know they they lived all the way through July, oh. and then the second round. I mean they were going wild, just growing everywhere. But they yeah. came out, they were yellowish. And they started getting the stink bugs on them and the aphids and they were, by well, then, they were and then they hungry. didn't taste as good. They didn't taste as good the second time around. So. <laughs> what, what variety so did you use? The, the tycoons. The tycoons? Uh-huh. Oh, well, that, that explains a lot. That nasty thing. I'm well, glad they're taking that off the market. So I hear there's a new one coming out, but then there's still going to be the red snapper, right? Or... Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> okay. We're, okay. We're, so, we're wrestling there with that as you speak. Right. I heard you all talking about that last weekend. So yeah. I listen every weekend for well, thank you. been years. <laughs> well, that's okay. that's really not our fault. Right? <laughs> yeah, you no. can't you can't hold us to that. <laughs> you can't hold us responsible. Do like Dennis does. He he drinks a lot during the show. We don't recommend that either. And he says the back of the show, the end of the show is better than the beginning of the show. It's because he doesn't hear anything. Because he drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Trip. Well, okay, well, you'll be happy. Good luck. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, thank, thank you. you, man. Bye-bye. on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Margie, what's going on? I don't know. I have a... I have a live oak uh, in my backyard. It's had limbs cut off it for years, but they're on one area where I can reach. It uh, looks like a mushroom, kind of, but it's hard. What, what could that be? It's got what on it now? It's a, it's uh, like it's a, a mushroom. mushroom, but it's hard. It's oh, yeah. it's some um, uh, oaks. Yeah. Oaks are notorious for being tough, and they're notorious for uh, living a long time and putting up with uh, growths and and diseases and all all kinds of things. And so, if it's a you know, you may have uh, some kind of. Uh, uh, a growth. Uh, well, you got some kind of a fungal growth in in the tree, but the, usually we don't. You know, it's not anything to get panicky mm. about it with a with an oh, oak tree. Not, not much you could do anyway. So yeah, you no, say the mushroom panicky. is hard. Hard. It's yeah. really hard. Oh yeah, it's like cement. Yeah. Okay. 
there's a there's a mushroom that uh, is actually grown on uh, 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 dead stumps of they 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 used to like to use uh, old peach old peach trees that had died uh, and they called it they it's it's uh, it had medicinal purposes the uh, mushroom does and they used to grow them uh, and put them grind them up and put them in capsules uh, and sell them for uh, uh, <laughs> to improve your health so to speak oh. but uh, but but uh, I think that and then they they also grow an, an edible mushroom shikati shikati uh, mushroom I think it's called but it's hard like that is there like a like a brick like a piece of wood other than yeah. that uh, hard mushroom is there anything else no there's there? no no other issues no it was just out of curiosity that i needed to there you go find out <laughs> uh, do, i appreciate uh, all your guys help sure thanks margie where is it where is the mushroom originating from on the tree is it originating from a cut surface? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's where it's been cut for many years, probably 20, 25 years. Oh, okay. Does it go away and come back, or does it just stay there? No, it's, it just stays. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it, it said it likes it there or whatever. Yeah, kind of pretty. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, good luck. What, what you can do is paint little faces on that mushroom. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't going to do it. Thank she you. Don't thank do you. That. Have a blessed day. <laughs> blessed day, guys. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Marcy. You thank take you care. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867. We are going to take a break. And while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Right here live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road, where the wind seems to be coming out of the south now. I'm betting it's going to start warming up by 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All the lines are open, so give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Still waiting for cyclamen reports. Nobody wants to report on their cyclamen. <laughs> yeah, I think we know the report. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned uh, on the air that mm. I checked my pyrocatha, you know, that I've fell in love with out around fair oaks mm -hmm. that several of them growing into the tops of the trees the cedar trees pyrocanth yeah uh i checked them no bears on them this year. oh bears froze off yeah well, I, I i lost broke my heart i lost uh several pyrocantha the uh, whole plant the whole plant and then there's others that, there's a couple that have berries still okay but yeah, they they were they took it on the chin. Wow, 
<laughs> so you didn't, was, did they, yours didn't, I didn't, didn't see get, the fly. I, I drive by them. Uh-huh. And oh, okay. I enjoy seeing those bears, yeah. red bears up there. That stay a long time oh, okay. in, the, in the fall. Yeah, I like them because they're so attractive. Oh, yeah. And then the... Uh, and again, the the birds like them so much. They're good cover, good yeah. cover with the thorns, and the the berries make uh, uh, good food for the birds. So yeah, I, w- I was thinking about recommending them to plant at the bottom of of uh, cedar trees, and let them grow up the cedar tree and have those red ah. berries because the red berries are always on the outside of the foliage. Yeah, and so. And then, uh, like you were talking about, they're good wildlife, wildlife feed and everything. You make jelly out of them. They make a good jelly. They're like a little apple. And then Trace, <laughs> when we got to talking about it, he said they, he can't find a pyracantha plant to sell. Really? said the growers have quit growing them. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're hard to manage. Yeah, they are. You, you, if you do, they're relatively easy if you keep at it every year. You know, you have a <laughs> what do they? What do we call that when we espalier? Yeah, no, espalier. Is that then, but no. if you let them get ahead of you, and, oh, they, and yeah. they get tangled up like you're talking about, and they eight, can years, get ahead of you. Yeah, then then it's uh, the thorns seem to find you every time <laughs> you get near them. You know what they call them, Milt? Another name for a pyracantha? She had the fire, fire thorn. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know what that means, you will after you, after you prune them or get them tangled up with them, and they scratch you. Uh, there's a. Have you? I've heard there's a there's actually a bacteria on that thorn. That's when it scratches you. Oh, and that's what that's what leaves the burning. That's what leaves. Have it. you have you ever actually seen where? You know, we talk every once in a while. We get somebody that says, "Oh, they're invasive." I've just never seen them. Are you? Have you seen any that have uh, well, reproduced? <laughs> if you consider, oh, you mean dropping the bears and re- yeah, no, no, I haven't. E- I haven't either. I keep uh, th- thinking how desirable they are in the landscape <laughs> and what a show they make. Yeah, uh, but, but I, but I never see them uh, spreading across the landscape. But the pyracanthas that I'm watching, I'm looking at, have to have drop seed because, like I said, they were they were at the base of a, of a cedar. Uh huh. So it was not a planted thing. No, no. This birds, is in the wild. Yeah, the birds certainly would help you with uh, spreading yeah. the seed. <laughs> and you can also see them going up to uh, on the side of the road when you're looking for possum hall hollies. Uh, every now and then, you'll drive off the road thinking that you got finally found a large specimen that has a large berry, larger than the regular uh-huh. possum holly. And it's and it's a hmm. So they must they're so they they come up from seed, but not anything like invasive or anything. They're beautiful. Yeah, long they sides are. of the road. Well, I've I've heard people make a, well, they're related to an apple too. That makes it yeah. can make a yeah, tasty smart. little jelly. They do. Hmm. In fact, <laughs> I think we've got a recipe on PlantAnswers.com. Do you? Okay. But uh, that when you get to picking the berries, 
Watch those thorns. <laughs> They're there 36, uh, 365 days a year. They'll be glad to stick you hmm? or scratch you. They scratch okay. you. But uh, they're, they're fun to espalier against a wall or something. Yeah, they're, they, they're re- they do that readily. I mean, they're easy to do that. Well, yeah, because that's when they really resemble an apple tree when you're... Yeah, right. Because the, they've got the branches and the angles are easy mm-hmm. to deal with. And th- you can kind of see, predict what it's going to do ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. This is the first year that I've ever seen the berries lost. I mean, uh, I, I've been watching that for years, and uh, I always have so they, beautiful th- red th- berries. They, they got injured, you think, in that February freeze? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. So, uh, anyway, I don't, like I said, if you if you want to buy one. Uh, Tough to find. Sir Trace mm-hmm. says it's hard to find uh, pyracantha plants, right? <laughs> we most, talking, gr- most growing operations stop growing pyracanthus. Yeah, I imagine it was just hard to control in the nursery. I, I don't hard know. to manage. I don't know the reason. I just know that it's very scarce to find. Do you remember ever selling pyracanthus? Of course. Do, was it on a trellis, a little little trellis in there? Years or? ago, we used to do tr- the one that's just polyared, but uh, okay. The last several years, it's been one gallon on a stick, five gallon on a stick. On a stick, okay. The did they plant. did they designate the selection, the variety? Because I, I noticed some of them, some I, of them used to. Again, uh, beggars can't be choosers at this point. So if yeah. I find fire, can't the I'll, well, I'll in, bring it. In the old literature, there's a lot of different the yeah, selections are listed. Different, different yeah. colored berries, yeah. and all yeah. kinds of stuff. I was just fixing to say, I seem like I remember one with the yellow berry. Yellow berry, orange berry, red berry. Not a red berry. dwarf ones. There's full-size ones. Were dwarf ones? Yeah, there was dwarf ones. <laughs> I never heard of a dwarf one. Long thorns. Uh. <laughs> but every one of the thorns hurts or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was uh, talking about I was interested in uh, Calvin's article said this week in the garden yesterday's paper and uh, Calvin mentioned you can still plant broccoli cabbage, carrots lettuce beets, Swiss chard kale onions, can you plant onions now? For sure yeah (laughs) I was just messing with you I was just messing with you Taters. English taters in a, a, little, a week little, or two. Yeah, a little early for those. <laughs> yeah, English peas and other cool weather. And uh, the, we've got, got spinach. Let's see, did you mention spinach? Well, you were going alphabetical, and you stopped uh, right before S. Oh, okay. Swiss chard. <laughs> but uh, spinach, this is, you got, you got some new spinach plants. Yes, we did. Yeah, but that, uh, Jerry Jerry talks about planting spinach. He says, "Well, harvest it, harvest it, the transplants on the way to the garden." Oh there. yeah, that, at one time those transplants that you were selling were, in fact, I think it was right before, was it before thank or before Christmas? They're that ready you, to eat. You, you had enough <laughs> stuff on there that uh, to to take to eat for Christmas. So we we need to disguise a kale as spinach. Yeah, and 
Plant it on the way to his garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'll enjoy it and then, ha! And we'll show him. Uh, I'll get Calvin didn't mention the rutabagas in there. Do you, is it too late to plant rutabagas? Um, I bet it's not. It's always too late to yeah. plant rutabagas. Uh, yes, you're probably better off doing turnips because they're faster to heart, to yeah. produce a crop. Radish? Is, was that in there? Oh, no. I didn't list it, but yeah, you could plant uh, radish anytime. Was <laughs> carrot in there? Carrot, yes. Okay. And and with all this wind, these high winds that we've been having, you need to use that cloth uh, over that lettuce to protect the leaves because uh, the winds that we've been having. They'll tear it up. Tear that le- tear those Won't leaves. Won't change up. the taste though. No, no, no. But well, uh, and spinach. I don't. I don't know if spinach. Spinach can take pretty good wind. Gets a little be- it's a gets thicker a little, leaf. Yeah. Gets a little beat up though on the. Oh yeah. New growth. <laughs> but uh, that, that wind beat it beat a rock up as hard as that wind was blowing. Now I was thinking you guys were mentioning the the carrots, and the first thing that came to my mind. A few weeks ago, I was thinking, gosh, my carrots have really done well. What do you think it was, Jerry? Uh-oh. Something. Well, larkspur. Larkspur. Yeah. You, oh, oh, yeah. yeah larkspur right. foliage. Looks just like a carrot. Yeah. And then it took me, I had picked about six or eight of them before I figured out, these aren't carrots. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no root on the end there. But. <laughs> Did you notice that the larkspur does have a taproot? Just like a carrot? Yeah, well, but it's a straight. Yeah. It doesn't straight. fatten. It just keeps well, going yeah. down. Yeah. Or maybe if you left it a little bit longer, it would get larger. <laughs> They'll do whatever's necessary you, to survive. I don't know if you can eat it or not. I don't Surely somebody's eating it somewhere. But, uh, the, yeah, they, they their tops look just like uh, carrot tops. But the neat thing about carrots, if you're growing carrots now, uh, you don't have to harvest them till yeah. February or March because they're store in the ground. That's right. They're one of the best for that. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Vandewal is, uh, and also other vegetable growers uh, in the winter garden out, out west uh, used to grow thousands of acres. Of now, if they didn't take so long to get to that stage, they're one of the best things, too, for getting the, the kids in interested yeah. in the ve- in the garden in the vegetable garden yeah, because so they're just so my suggestion is to grow those little short finger ones uh-huh nanties. that way you get to them faster one called nanties n-a-n-t-e-s not, That's a not to mention it doesn't have to fight as much of the hard soil to get bigger yeah <laughs> but uh I, the vanderwalls used to grow carrots out south of town here uh, in in what we call gumbo soil, and uh, they knew how to work it. In other words, you don't work it when it's too wet, and you don't work it when it's extremely dry, because if it's too wet, it's like mud, yeah. like a muddy deal. And if it's too dry, it's hard as a rock. So what if you do? If it do, never rains after the, <laughs> it just stays dry. Well, of course, with carrots you can wait and wait and wait, and they'll. Yeah. A lot of times they'll still recover. <laughs> like I always say, I, when I first came here, straight out of school, uh, I was out planting a variety trial of uh, of carrots at Vanderwall, 
and uh, working with uh, Ho uh, Mr. Hoogie. Uh, I think his name was Phil Hoogie. Uh, but anyway, uh, we were planting carrots. Uh, we are using a planted junior cedar. And, of course, in school you learn on carrots and all the charts you say on carrots, see on carrots, uh, the, uh, <laughs> you don't plant them much more than a quarter to half inch deep. Yeah, I have a tendency to just put them on top just like the yeah, lettuce. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> when we were planting, I was sitting on the planter. And Hoogie, uh, Mr. Hoogie, was driving the tractor. And I would look down, and those seeds that worked up the soil, and there were big clods in that clay. And <laughs> I would see the seed fall down between those clods, which would put them inch, inch and a half deep. Mm. I said, this ain't going to work. I said, I hate to tell that fellow, Mr. Hoogie, that had been driving, the, had been planting carrots probably 50, 60 years, if not more. Yeah. And I, I, I was going to tell him, you know, me being the educated type. Can he just give you a look? And I said, he, those things are not going to come up if planted too deep. Because he looked at me. He was very patient with me. No. Oh. And he said, <laughs> he said, what happens is that soil... That hard, those hard clods melt in the rain, and so they cover the carrot exactly the right depth uh, before the clods melt completely. Okay. And wow. uh, sure enough, they came up like a like a gangbusters. Hey, we got Dave on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Dave, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Doing great. How are you guys doing on this beautiful good, day compared man. to yesterday? I know. Good, Thank good. you. Wind's coming out of the yeah. south now. Yeah, you know, we've had a lot of south wind. You know, I, I, I watch the wind pretty close, you know, being in construction. And we've had a lot of south wind this year, a lot. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yes, sir. That, that's an interesting, interesting what Jerry was talking about, about them carrots and on that same note, I grow a lot of things from seed, and and I know I've heard Jerry and y'all, Calvin, y'all talk about it. Uh, somebody gifted my wife a chili pekin plant, and it stayed in her car for about a week in a in a big soda cup, no holes in the bottom, no nothing. Anyway, I've I know I I've appreciate this. Going. Yeah, yeah, I kept it going, and I was going to ask Jerry and Calvin how. The, you know, I wanna. I'm, I've I've saved some seed. I've got some good seed, and I know they're kind of. You know, I, I grow a lot of peppers from seed. Uh, I was going to ask Jerry what I need to do to try being su successful to get me a couple of new plants started. Uh, what are, this what, what plant is it? Chili pekin. Chili pekin. Oh, okay. You don't eat those things, do you? I eat them all, Jerry. I, I don't do the ghost. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't do the ghost peppers much. You know, I had I found it kind of. I found it kind of odd. A fellow told me the other day. He said, "What's the hardest pepper you ever ate?" I said, "Well, I don't know. I guess a habanero, something like that." And he told me 
chili pekin was the hottest pepper he ever ate. I sat down with a few tacos the other night and ate, ate oh, five or six of them. But, there you, you know, know that. Okay, so you I sound like Trace. You, you've had them in a cup, and the fruit has dried out, right? No, well, I I, I pulled I pulled some off, Jerry, and let them dry out. You know, in the kitchen, and and I and I cracked you know cracked them open, and I've got some some nice seed. You know, none oh. of them turned brown or or anything like that. That's good. I've still got I've still got that parent plant. I'm gonna try to carry it through, but I'm gonna start some. Okay. New ones, send the kids. Okay, so know. you extracted the seed from the fruit, the little berries. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, well, then you would just plant them like a regular pepper in March or April. Yeah. So, okay. So now, now are you growing them inside now, in a container? I usually start everything inside, Jerry, all my peppers and tomatoes. Uh, okay. You know. And it being a native, does, does it does it direct so pretty easy? No. If you've got a sunny window, sunny location for a, a window, get you yes, a, a little some potting mix uh, and moisten it a little bit, and yep. uh, 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 put it in a uh, some kind of a container. That not that an inch dr- deep. Not an inch deep either. No, no, no! You don't yeah. want to plant well, the seed in it. Know, I'm talking about making yeah, the planting media. But yeah, then, yeah, then, just, then just press them, yeah. barely press them into a moist potting mix. In other words, moisten it. Yeah. Don't, don't, not sopping wet, but moist. Yeah. yeah. And then put, put, punch that seed. Uh, spread it out on top of the soil. Or your surface, and uh, barely push it into the ground, maybe a quarter of an inch deep. Sure, like like any any other seed. There you go. Pretty pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then yeah. it would probably help them to uh, uh, cover that planting container with some type of uh, plastic plastic bag or something, so it'll heat the, yeah. heat, the heat the mix up. Yeah, I, I have pretty good luck starting them on top of the refrigerator. Uh, yeah. You know, or, or, or you know, I don't do the heating. I, I'm cheap, Jerry. I don't do the propagating mat, so, you know, I, I, I find other ways around it. You know, last yeah. year was pretty warm, and the year before that, I just took a light bulb, a little fixture, and put it underneath, and it got them off to, to a real good start. Yeah, if you got a old-fashioned refrigerator... It's it's warm on the top of that yeah, refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's a there's a there's a there's a bullet, there's a vent right next to it, so it it works out pretty good. Okay. Okay. The other thing I was the other thing I was going to ask, uh, I bought some I bought some wonderful green magic there uh, back you know okay. earlier in the fall, and it you know this last go around of warm weather, and then we had that freeze. Uh, Pretty much did them in, but I, I got around this morning to pull them off the dry leaves, see what I had. And I've still got two plants that, uh, you know, have got a few shoots, uh, side shoots that yeah, that, right. that look like they might make it. Well, what I'm after, Jerry, I want to try and save some seed from that. Now, Wait uh, that's a hybrid. Well, 
You know, I, come on, I, man. I, They're I, not I, that expensive. I'm cheap, Jerry. Now, is the seed available for sale? The seed, the seed's not available. We got some plants, well, beautiful transplants available right now. Well, well, yeah. Well, I'm not so much out there this year. I'm, you know, I'm talking about next year. So. Well, next year too. Next, next fall. Yeah. 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 They'll have them, but they'll, they'll, they'll do good planted now. No, no, I realize that. I don't. Yeah, I don't have room now with all of my chart and everything. But uh, okay. So, so uh, if I let them side to go to seed, will that seed be? No. Viable no. For next year. You're gonna to have to buy some seed, guys. Just save up, save save up some nickels, a nickel a day or something. Okay, now, that, that's what where, I'm at, the that's problem what I'm is. <laughs> the problem is where you're gonna get the seed. They're, well, like that, I said, that, they're that, they're hybrid seed. They're pretty expensive. Um, yeah. Go go on to uh, Johnny Select Seed. Yeah, maybe Johnny Johnny's, Select yeah, Seed. Yeah. And uh, see if they have. I don't know if they'll have that variety or not, but it, it's it's been around for a while now, so it it might be uh, might be a Johnny Select seed. Or you can do you get on the computer? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, do a search yeah. for uh, Green Magic Broccoli seed. Yeah. Okay. And so so you're saying give you some sources. Saying- Okay, so you're saying if I save some seed from this year off off this two plants that I got left, uh, no, it, it won't. I don't want it you won't. to do that. You're gonna be better off eating it. It's against the law. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's law. They're right. hybrids. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, yeah. that that won't uh, that won't do you any good. Uh, well, you could try it if you want to, but it it won't produce the same quality of uh, broccoli as will right the uh, green heart but if you're if you say that seed you can say that seed uh it's a little it's a small seed but it's fairly oh, easy yeah. to collect oh, yeah. but uh and plant it uh in the soil next uh august next august or yeah. september uh, and see what what happens. I'm so, I'm yeah, predicting well, instead of the uh, big center head that you have with Green Magic, that you'll have uh, multiple uh, side shoots side that'll shoot. produce yeah. small small heads. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. We got to run. Keep... <laughs> All right, okay. thanks for calling. Thanks, sir. All right, we've got to take a quick break. When we'll be back in a moment, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Don't forget the blood drive coming up Saturday the 29th here at Millburgers from 10 to 3. Uh, you can find out how to register for it as well as um, 
all the information at millburgernursery.com. It's on there. Click nice click through to the to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website. As Trace mentioned earlier, uh, blood is in short supply, so this is a, a great way to to, uh, to donate here at Millburgers. And, and we're we we're going to give you something just for coming and doing. Yeah, it. or tr- even trying. Yep. Calvin tries. Yeah, I always time. do. And well, with the appointments and all the the parking is. Uh, kind of a dream too i mean it hasn't been a a problem um so make your appointment get really contribute to uh you know essential milton's been telling us for 15 years that uh, it's a shortage but this as trace and i both read about it uh, this is really the the biggest shortage that they they've had uh since they've been keeping track yeah it kind of comes on the heels there are a number of perfect storm things not only just the holidays just passed but with uh, uh, the covid climate and stuff like that that people are a little nervous about it the um, but i will tell you too if you uh, say to yourself you know i haven't heard david rodriguez speak for a while where can i hear david he's going to be here on the 29th doing a fruit tree seminar so that's free uh, from 10 to 11:30, and david always stays after and answers all kinds of great questions so come out. You don't have to make any reservations. Just come on out and and sit down and enjoy. Dress for the weather. On the 29th, yeah. I don't know what the 29th is going to be like yet. Although if it is cold, we'll move it in the greenhouse. Oh, good. Yeah, well, you've done that before, and that's actually that actually works out really nice. And uh, next Saturday is cold. I don't know about the Saturday after. Next Saturday, I think the high is like the high is like 50. But you know, weather changes every day, so we'll see. <laughs> Yes, I am. It's, yeah. Well, you've you've done that. I'll I'll read the report in the morning, and it'll be you know low today is twenty two, and you'll come in. I just heard on uh, blankety blank that they now the new they've changed it and it's now thirty two. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, I uh, I'll ask Calvin this question. Uh, it's in Neil Spears' column. Uh, question and answer. You got a question. Have you ever seen okra grow to more than 14 oh, feet tall? That. Yeah. Oh, does that ring a bell, Calvin? <laughs> well, I was trying to remember. I think I think we got to 12 feet, didn't we? Yeah, when, when we were experimenting yeah. with uh, Malcolm's uh, yeah, uh, okra. Maybe uh, maybe maybe it was our Malcolm, imagination. Maybe Malcolm, it was 10 Malcolm feet. Big or Beck, Texas big. Beck big. It has the alliteration. <laughs> And Neil says, personally, I have not, but ha. I've certainly seen rogue plants that attain significant heights of 8 or 10 feet. Seed breeders, of course, would not use those production in their production program because no one wants to have to haul a ladder out to the garden to harvest any vegetable. Plus, they wouldn't want excessive shade such a tall crop would would cast but it makes for a fun novelty crop to have the, your own in your backyard would you mail neil some becks big uh, yeah <laughs> we we probably need to educate that boy it's bound, uh, to, be, it's bound to be in the refrigerator yeah <laughs> i think so well, if neil goes missing he may be in his refrigerator <laughs> but I, when i saw that i thought of calvin Wonder where did it say where the 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 the, uh, no, the, the question originated? Doesn't say what part no. of the world. 
He, this guy that wrote it, this person that wrote, wrote it, he's thinking he's got something special. Well, he does, kind of. The okra grows a short one. more than 14 yeah. feet tall. All right, so you need to send your pictures of Beck's big okra that you took to <laughs> Neil Sperry. CC us so we know you did it. <laughs> it's good. It's it's funny because uh, uh, <laughs> people people always send you pictures of a of a kid standing by that tall okra. Yeah, and I th- I'm pretty sure I've got a picture of Malcolm. Oh, and I bet you do too. I, I, bet, there, I bet there's a by pic- that tall okra. I bet there's a picture of David too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't count. Andre the Giant would look small compared to Beck's big okra. But anyway, yeah, that was. Uh, okay, so please send those pictures to Neil. Is there an email address on there? No. Okay. Well, email questions can be sent to S A E N Gardens Q A. S A. San Antonio Express News. Oh, well, that doesn't help Neil. Garden dot. Well, they forward. They, they send them to you, Milton. Send them to me. I will get them to Neil. Milton at klup.com. <laughs> send us those. We got We got it. Huh. I might send, send you. I'll try to find that one at Malcolm and Delphi. Thank you, William. I, I will send it to Neil. Beck's big. <laughs> I'll send him a clip of the show. Hey, we only got about 20 seconds left. So uh, don't forget to go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out about all the events that are coming up, to find out about what's on sale uh, and all that good stuff at MillburgerNursery.com. We will see you next Saturday back here at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.